Hey, hey, hey! Welcome all you Courageous Cause Champions! I know you're courageous out there. This is Lainey Friedrich, and you're listening to episode 51 of the Couch to 5A podcast or watching the video. Today is day 28 of the Change the World in 80 Days Challenge, and we're going to talk about hell yes, hell no, and what to do with the in-between. I had this amazing, amazing insight this morning. So I got, uh, I woke up about 6.30 this morning and it oh, kind of felt like a day where I just wanted to kind of sit upstairs and work from my bed. Um, it's, you know, that time of the month and I was just kind of feeling blech. And I thought, you know what? I don't really want to go to this breakfast. Um, co it wasn't a breakfast, a coffee with my congressperson, um, Andy Levin, our newly elected U.S. House of Representatives uh, congressperson was having a coffee a meet and update in Ferndale this morning for, at 9 o'clock. And I thought, oh, do I really want to go? And then I thought, you know what? I really do want to go because there are going to be times where, well, first of all, I want to find out what's going on with the whole uh, government shutdown situation and, and get updates and I also wanted to give Andy a sort of an apology because um, early on in the primaries, I wanted um, a different candidate who was running against him in the primaries, um, who ended up pulling out um, later in the race. But um, I had messaged um, Andy on his Facebook page and said, "Hey, you know, it looks like from your website, you know, you are all about environmental stuff. You, you know, it just seems like your talents would be great at the state and national level." Um, what about, you know, just, you know, ceding to this other guy and let him run the race? Um, because his city, Warren, is, um, makes up most, a large percentage of District 9. So anyway, um, did not hear back, of course, to that message um, and ended up just running with it. But he said, hey, you don't owe me any apologies. And he said, you know, Steve's um, ran for some Macomb County um, position that he ended up not getting. And anyway, um, he said, no, no, no. But I said, you know, I said, now that I know, you know, more about your background, oh my gosh, you are totally incredibly qualified for this position. I'm so glad that you won. So anyway, it was nice. Um, all the, you know, all the stars were aligning because this corner spot that I had um, gotten at this table um, before he got there and as, as the place was kind of filling up, I set my stuff down in this corner table by a window and uh, because I could kind of peruse the the crowd and I could I was gonna just do some Reiki energy on the whole crowd and uh, ended up being the table that his assistants came over and you know they were sort of getting organized and then when he showed up because his assistants were there he came you know he came right over and I got to you know have this conversation with him so it was wonderful it was absolutely fantastic and I was so glad that I dragged myself out and went one of the other reasons I wanted to go is because I thought, you know what, there are a lot of vocal, not a lot, but there are vocal people opposed to the work that he's doing. And if any of those showed up, I wanted to be one more person in favor of the work that he's doing. And, um, and I took my mom's demand action sign. They have like a little, I don't know, it's probably like a foot by 
um, a foot and a half sign that just says moms demand action and I had that at my table so uh, that was kind of fun and I start I'm starting to recognize different people that I've met for um, on these campaigns and at the, the different uh, democratic meetings so that's lots of fun and so I was super glad that I went but in the morning before I was sure that I was gonna go I started thinking to myself um, I don't remember how it came into my head um, hey, oh I know why I, yeah I don't even know why um, but anyway what I want to talk about today is um, this curve that I used to tell people about when I was canvassing for voters not politicians here's what how I drive okay that's the bell curve if any of you have seen a bell curve it's kind of like this because well if you look at it I mean, that's kind of a bell curve because it kind of looks like a little bell with the little thing that rings, ring, 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 bell. So that's why they call it a bell curve. Anyway, when I was doing the um, petition circulating and the canvassing for voters, not politicians, it was abundantly clear that there were the people on one side that were the hell yes, hell yes, we want this. Oh my God, we'll sign it. You know, can we sign it? Um, can we get everybody in our group to sign it? You know, they were all for it. And then there's the people over on the other side who were, hell no, don't even, you know, there's no budging them. And one of the things I've been trying to figure out in teaching people advocacy is what do you do? How do you, I don't want to say maneuver, but how do you, how do you, um, interact even with the people that you know in your mix of friends and acquaintances or coworkers or family that are hell no compared to what you are hell yes for. Um, it, it gets complicated uh, or it seemed to get complicated and then all of a sudden this morning it became super clear and here's what here's what came into my head. Look at this. So this is my advocacy chart. Okay, it's got the five levels. We'll do five, level 101, here, 101, 201, 301, 401, and 501. Okay. So protect, nurture, grow, multiply, champion. And then you've got the eight self-care categories, which I'm just gonna kind of do it this way. Um, to make sure it's pretty. Okay, so eight self-care categories. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm not gonna write them out because they're not as relevant to this um, discussion, although they might be. You know what, let me, let me write them out, hold on. Emotional, family, financial, fun, lifelong learning, physical health, social, spiritual. Okay, so here's here was the big uh, insight that I had today. And it had to do with what uh, yesterday's topic was about the why. So when I start talking about, even when I tell people the story of how I started this, um, why I started Grow Your Advocacy after the 2016 election and you know, why I got into vegan advocacy even before that, that sort of set the stage for all of this. 
Um, when I was talking, when I was listening to the speaker yesterday talk about the why, that is um, the level 101. This is your why. You know, this is for you internally. Um, everything in this column is going to represent or, or tie back to um, the, the whys are these um, internal beliefs, your belief systems. These are my beliefs about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's, that's why we, you know, we make these choices in how we spend our family time, our fun time, our physical health time, etc., based on our beliefs, our spiritual beliefs or whatever. Um, and so when we start moving through these levels and we start expanding in how, um, our communication with other people and we, we, um, educate ourselves, you know, we research things for ourselves and then we connect with like-minded people who share our same beliefs. And then we share our beliefs and our, the information we're learning with the people that we know, we grow by inviting the people we know. And then we share those beliefs and that why with, um, people that we don't know as we multiply with our leadership. And then lastly, uh, some people will be champions to the public and um, it, so it, it made it so clear to me now that because I talk about level 501 and I talk about how at that level you are talking to critics and supporters alike. So the big woohoo today was that the critics or the people who are hell no... Take a look at this. Watch what's about to happen. Okay. Okay, so let me get their eight over here. Emotional, family, financial, fun, lifelong learning, whoops, whatever, you get the idea, <laughs> lifelong learning, <laughs> physical health, <laughs> social and spiritual, okay, their why, the people who are how no, their why, is and their beliefs align with their no the reasons that they are against whatever it is that you're for now that that in and of itself is really helpful because think about it for a minute like how if i am if i'm over here and i'm talking about ending gerrymandering and there are the people who are like, no, the our party likes to manipulate the numbers and gerrymander the district so that we can stay in power. We can manipulate the power. So they're over here. They have a belief system about, oh, and the other thing I just thought of, um, let's see if the green will work. Nope. Um, I need another color. Um, I guess I'll do it in black. Is 
for me, philosophically, I feel or I think that I am in the sort of the camp of equality and fairness. And this camp is more special interests. Okay, that's just, I'm just talking about how I see the world philosophically from where the things that I am in favor of um, are causes campaigns organizations that are aligned with my beliefs about equality and fairness. And this side in their own heads may feel that their fairness and equality, but the, the effect that it has tends to be more in favor of special interests and control. I don't, I don't want to get into the, you know, good and bad or anything like that um, for right now. I just, I just want to give you some ideas of when we're talking to people, the first thing I want you to do is to get, uh, ask them their why. Um, and the other circulator that was a friend of mine throughout the, um, signature gathering phase, she was fantastic. She would not hold back about asking people who are the hell no. She asked them why. Why do you like gerrymandering? And I thought that was interesting. I thought, to me, it was it felt too confrontational for me to get into it with them because I just, for me, it was enough to say, oh, okay, and then I would move on because the, they weren't going to sign my petition anyway, so I really didn't want to spend any more time. Although she was able in a few cases to find out that their why had to do, and this is where the beauty is about to come in, that had to do with information they, they were getting from the leadership of this camp that was wrong. And when she was able to give them information um, and facts um, from this campaign, they switched over because as you can see that there's not much distance to go from here to here. If this is, if this is where their why is, if this is their belief, if, if their belief is based on information that is also inaccurate, that their leadership, that their leaders um, who are in the public um, are saying, then you can talk to them about facts um, and they're more likely to be open-minded to those, those new facts, especially if you can give them, you know, some of your personal story about why, you know, this, this why, like in the video yesterday of, of the um, beliefs, because their beliefs, um, the particular person, if they're sort of in this, I'm not quite sure range, their why or their beliefs, I should say, may be more closely aligned with the ideas of fairness and equality than of controlling special interests. So if you're, if they're over here though, if in asking more questions, you unearth that their beliefs are really fundamental. Like this has to do with how 
their how they feel a family should be. You know, I was listening to some people talk today about some counter protesters at the Women's March over the weekend, and they were saying, yeah, there were these groups that were saying, you know, women's, you know, so archaic and silly. Um, the woman's place is in the home and um, whatever. And so they, for those people, their why, that's their core belief, that they have a core belief. And so the, they, they may never, it, it's too hard to get them to move from this spot to any of these spots because you've got to move them here and here and here and here. You've got to overcome what is um, entrenched with them. So it's not only a core belief for them, they um, get around like-minded people who have that same belief about um, men and women and the um, certain um, roles of one being um, dominant, the other being, um, uh, what's the word? Not dominant. <laughs> um, then, then this is, you know, they, the people that they know, um, also believe that, um, and then their, their leadership that they follow, um, believes that. And then the people that they listen to, like the, the people who are out in the public, like their news sources and whatever. So all of this, for example, is, is like entrenched. It's all, it's all filled in. So it would kind of look like, like this, like they've, they've got, they've got, um, stuff here and here and here and here and here. So you're not going to undo any of that. They would, they would have to, um, the, the only way really that they're going to start to move this direction is if, is if this, cha I don't know, maybe, 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 um, they could from this direction. I don't know. But anyway, the people that you're really trying to, um, speak to, um, the more effective way is to, first of all, share your beliefs and see if the person you're talking to is a maybe, you know, they're not a hell yes, they're not a hell no, or maybe they are a hell yes, they're not a hell no, they're a, they're a, I don't know, they're kind of in the middle or, you know, sometimes one or, or, or they're kind of just kind of in here where they're basing it, it's not based on their own infrastructure, if you will, if that makes sense. They're basing it, like some people might say, let's see, here's a, <laughs> um, what would be an example? Let's do um, lifelong learning for an example. Um, let's talk about guns um, and gun safety and preventing gun violence in America. So someone, you may talk to someone um, uh, about that topic and they may say, oh, you know, the I heard that um, the you know the bombs demand action and every town they just want to take I'll use physical help they want to take uh, they want to control guns this is about gun control so they have this belief here and and you could say well you know do you are you a gun owner they're like are you a gun owner nope I'm not um, do you you know hang out with people who hunt and, you know, have guns. No, I don't. Um, are you a member of the NRA? Um, nope, I'm not. Oops, wrong one. This would be NRA then, people that you know. And then, um, do you, well, if, I mean, if they don't have any of that, they're, they're probably, they're not in a leadership role in any gun related thing. 
but um, uh, someone else might be like, yep, I'm a gun owner. I hunt. I've hunted my whole life. I believe in, you know, the right to bear arms. I don't want any control over my guns. Um, I'm a card-carrying, proud card-carrying member of the NRA and a concealed carry weapons. And, and I go to gun shows and um, I'm on the, you know, I'm a, I'm a member of my gun club and I'm also on the board of it. And, you know, I go to the rallies or, you know, things for, I go to conventions for guns or gun shows or whatever. So can you see the difference between someone who, when you start asking them, um, where, sort of where their beliefs are coming from. In this person who just is basing it on some um, misrepresented um, public, publicity things, you could talk to them about, say, you know, actually, um, Moms Demand Action is about anti-gun violence and um, safety for children, and here's the, here's the statistics. So you can talk about what is public, um, in public facts about your cause and say, you know, such percentage of, of gun deaths are um, domestic violence and suicide and to children and blah, blah, blah. And this person um, is probably more likely than to start moving in this direction. And then if you start sharing um, your beliefs about why this is important to you, they, they may start to express some interest in that. Um, and so you can start to see if, if their, you know, their why can start to, you know, move here. If you tell them a couple of things, I think if you can tell them as many things as possible, like, Hey, this is why I got involved because I didn't realize how many gun deaths, like me personally, I'm telling you, this is the Laney story. Like one of the reasons that I started getting involved with, um, the, the gun, um, safety, uh, common sense gun laws, um, organization is because I did a blog post. Uh, it was after one of the big mass shootings. And I did this blog post for uh, Grow Your Advocacy website. And I looked up a lot of data on the Moms Demand Action, or maybe it was Every Town's website, because I thought, you know, how, how at risk am I really um, of dying here in Royal Oak, Michigan from um, death by a gun? Like, is this, is this overblown? Um, risk to me is it is this really a threat or or you know is this topic really just gets a lot of drama in the news because there's random shootings well I started to read the data and it was fascinating to me because I did not know so anyway I had I had some questions here about oh the the reason I wanted to um, look into it is because um, I have I keep it's a different backstory, but um, I'm very aware that the deaths here in Michigan on the road, so drivers or passengers in a car, death by um, car accident or, or car-related deaths, because um, it could be a motorcycle or a pedestrian, but anyway, or a bicyclist, um, the chance of me or the, the statistics of people here in Michigan being killed by um, car uh, vehicle um, accidents is a th about a thousand a year. It's just, it depends on the year, kind of hovers below a thousand. So I thought, wow, that seems like a lot of people that don't need to die. And that's a whole nother, I'll do a different post on that. Um, because the, again, the 
that was one that I started connecting with like-minded people to find out what the um, what causes a lot of uh, vehicle deaths here in Michigan. But for guns, so I wanted to find out. Okay, like like I feel that a thousand people dying and then you know tons of people getting injured in car accidents here in Michigan is significant risk to me. How does the how do the gun deaths um, relate correlate to that? And so I found in Michigan here in my state, it's about the same. So all of a sudden it became important to me if a thousand or so people in Michigan um, die every year from traffic accident, car related accidents, and another thousand die from gun related um, events, um, those two ha are high risk to me and I wanna learn more because I wanna reduce the probability. If there's anything I can do to reduce that risk, it seems like something that's uh, sort of avoidable or maybe even preventable. So I wanted to look into it. So I had, that was um, a physical health need of my own. So that's when I started reaching out to the website of Moms Main Action and I wanted to get some data. So I looked, um, so this was just me being concerned about me and then Moms Main Action, I connected with like-minded people to get some facts and then I started sharing those facts with other people. Once I found out like number of suicides and or percentage of suicides and um, domestic violence and children getting killed and it changed the whole dynamic for me because I realized that, that the, um, my level of misunderstanding, which was a previous episode of my podcast, my level of misunderstanding was, was really high. And so I was trying to get a better understanding by incre increasing my level of understanding so that I could decrease my level of misunderstanding. <laughs> um, let's see, and that one's multiply with your leadership, which I am not in a leadership role Eh, a little bit, sort of, because I gave them, um, I gave them um, their opportunity guide, which is their advocacy chart, to their leadership team, and and hopefully I'll get a chance to sit down with their board and go through that and use that as a tool. So I guess that's a form of leadership or connecting with their leadership team. And then um, I am not, you know, I'm not ready to stand up in public and be give a presentation or anything um, because I don't, I don't have the facts um, enough in my head. But I do have enough facts so that my point is that if if someone whose belief about guns and gun safety and gun regulations and gun legislation, if it's here, if it's just kind of based on, you know, and maybe when you say, when I say leadership, you know, people that they know and um, that um, maybe even their family member, you know, or someone that they know in a position of authority um, also thinks the same way. Uh, again, that makes it a little bit harder for, for me to move them this way, depending on how many of these boxes are filled in. But if it's just the, if it's just the one, then me giving them my story and then, you know, how I found better information and, you know, here, check out their website, they're more likely to move this direction especially if I can give them that first easy step where even if they do have somebody who's, a, say, a family member or something, I guess this is growth people you know, a family member, they could do it on the sly. They could do stealth advocacy, which I like to teach stealth ways, where they could just start looking up facts. And then, you know, at the uh, family Thanksgiving, if it comes up, they, they might feel confident enough to 
give a little bit more information, but it gives them a chance to start moving into this place um, because if you can get them to relate to you and show and explain to them the easy steps that you took, like, hey, I just looked on their website, um, I started going to the meetings, started learning more things, started sharing calls to action about legislation with you know my network and maybe they won't be able to do that because maybe they do need uh, to do stealth advocacy but it's something that um, again finding out how deeply embedded their why is their beliefs are um, you can start to move them in this direction so that was a huge aha for me today I hope this is helpful for people because the the more that you can um, explain your why here even even if you do have people that you have to interact with a lot, um, that I don't know how they can you know deny you your own belief system. I mean, a lot of I'm sure there's definitely people out there who are very controlling and want you to believe everything that they believe. Um, so don't don't spend that much time on it. It's a very small percentage. We can get all kinds of things um, changed if we just have this much over here. You know, if we can get the majority of people over onto this side here based on good information. And again, the levels of misunderstanding, um, you know, uh, on both sides, um, you know, the more that, the more that these two can actually start talking rationally, um, it, it does help because sometimes there are, and I talked about this, um, in my, uh, podcast episode about there will always be weeds there, there, at times there are underlying valuable perspectives on this side that do need to be taken into account. It's not always right and wrong. It's, um, it's sometimes it is like there are certain special interests that do at times need to be represented or taken into account in, um, factoring in some type of a resolution to something. Um, for example, uh, Andy Levin was talking about today, um, there, there's groups that want, uh, the United States to be, um, zero fossil fuel in 10 years. And he's, he, his, most of his career has been, his professional career has been, uh, in the environmental, um, space. So he, he knows that industry inside and out. And he said that that sounds great. And that would be a, a wonderful goal. It's just not realistic um, at the moment with the technologies that we have and the infrastructure that we have in order to do it that quickly. He said maybe twenty year um, a twenty year plan would be far more realistic. So um, so even the people who are over here sometimes their extremism. That's another thing I want to just touch on is the extremism, the level of misunderstanding when you're out here is also great because look at how far I am away from understanding the um, specifics of the other side. I'm very far away. So the closer that you can move down these levels and, and into this level of understanding, um, you can find first of all, a better way to communicate the differences um, with people who are in, in this level of understanding, or this, this area of understanding, this belief system. But also, you can um, in, improve your own levels of understanding instead of misunderstanding. Because a lot of times we misunderstand why the other side is, is upset. Um, 
I, you know, things like abortion where I think I know what the far right thinks, but I, I may not. I mean, I really just don't know. I forget who said it. Someone said, I can't remember the, the exact quote, but the, the gist of it was that you, you know, you don't really understand what you're for until you could make an argument for the opposing side. I just want you to sit with that for a second and digest that. You really can't promote this the best possible way unless you understand if you could if you could argue in favor of this side. And so what I mean is until you're really an expert at this side, you don't really understand why you're different. You know, does that make sense? I mean, sure, we can still, you know, we can still get things done um, and get the re the results that we want by this much. But look at how many people, hold on, just look. Look at how many people are still feeling um, uh, that, their that their beliefs are being violated. Okay, that's you know, when you've got, you know, 40% of the population, say, say these are percentages, okay? This would be kind of fun um, to look at these as like, because this is sort of how our, our um, I mean, there's some, there's some uh, independent third parties, but we're sort of 50-50 here in the country as far as um, these um, voting anyway. And I think it's because um, there's a lot of levels of misunderstanding on, um, both sides, actually, and if if we get to you know if it's just forty percent, say say you get sixty percent of the population to believe in um, um, the what that you're trying to accomplish, and you're all on board, you still have forty percent who are um, entrenched at some level. Some of them are deeply entrenched, some of them less so. But they're but they're all still feeling like they're um, alienated and they are you know um, not being represented and that you're wrong and that they've got to figure out a way to work around you or against you or whatever. So it's really it, the more that you can understand where they're coming from, the more that you can. Um, give better information and also see things their way because they're like I said there are going to be times where they've they've got a better understanding or perspective or you know that they're that they're valid that where they're coming from is valid not not just their beliefs are valid everybody's beliefs are you know true for them they're they're valid to the individual but I'm saying like the facts and the um the proposed uh, fixes or whatever are are valid. So to to look at the validity or invalidity of their arguments is really really important, and that that gets that takes a lot of time. So that's really now that I'm looking at this, this is revealing something even more beautiful because the people who are in the public, they are the ones that are most well qualified then to start. Um, delving into the um, getting understanding of the other side and the more that they can move into um, really um, really communicating directly at this level 
you know, between the, you know, showing the differences, the better. And then, and then as they continue, they'll move that to this level and this level and this level and this level. Um, but, but don't, don't try and, don't try and fight this battle here or here. Okay. Don't, don't get into the, don't get into the fray over here. You're too far apart. Wait until work this, come back to self care and, and self, um, self knowledge and self understand, understand the topic better. Wait until you're here. You've gone through all these levels and you are speaking about it publicly. Um, before you start feeling like, and this isn't even going against these people. It's trying to understand them, uh, engaging them in conversations. Um, I'm not saying you don't talk to people. That, that's not what I meant. That didn't come across right. Um, I think you get my point. I hope you get my point. Is that you just, you want to start, um, the people who are here in, in this side are going to have enough understanding of their own side to have a good under a bet the best understanding of the other side's um, public leaders, and and so those are the people that have the best opportunity to um, show the different, explain the differences. So I hope that was helpful. Um, Anyway, it's an, it's an amazing chart. I wish that I could, um, I'm going to take a picture of this, but I wish I could, uh, I'm going to have to recreate it onto my little um, paper sheet. Uh, or maybe I'm just going to take a picture of it and have somebody do a graphic for me because I'm going to use this over and over and over again. I can tell already because it's so important in not beating yourself up. Don't. There's a lot of energy expended um, if you're over here, so, so again, so I, that's, I guess that was the point I was trying to make. If you're over here in your level of understanding, um, it just expends a lot of energy and you don't really, you're, you're missing a lot of information. You've got misinformation here. You've got mis, you've got misinformation. You, you don't understand your own side. You definitely don't understand their side. So don't try to convince people over here, um, why they should, um, be in alignment with you. So that's that I think is the best summary I can come up with for this chart. This was this was huge for me today. I can't even I can't even tell you how extraordinary this is. This to be able to teach people and organizations this now um is phenomenal. I think it needs to be its own its own session uh once people get through the the five levels, the core training. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it, this is, this is powerful. This is so validating of, of everybody's position. Um, so that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if anybody was on here, uh, saying something to me, oh, there's Kathy. Hi. Uh, sorry. The, <laughs> you would laugh at me if you saw how this is set up here. This, the holder is way above my, <laughs> um, um, whiteboard here and I can't see it um, you know I can't see the screen in front of me because it has to be above my head so sorry I missed the live comments I hope you enjoyed this I hope it was helpful look for more to come and the, those of you who are on the <coughs> excuse me on the podcast 
Um, I know not, probably, I don't know that much of this made sense without the visual. Um, so at least, at least pop on to, um, I'm going to put a, uh, cover, I'll try and make sure that the, I take a photograph so I can put the video, um, thumbnail as this graphic and hopefully that'll help. But if you're listening to the podcast, go, go and watch the video when you have a chance. It's, it's worthwhile or just stay tuned because I'm going to be talking about this more and more and more. This is powerful, powerful stuff. Namaste.